Hello, and welcome to the Kathleen O'Keefe Cannabis Show, aired every Wednesday night at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Cat Cannabis is the international best-selling author of Surviving Cancerland, Intuitive Aspects of Healing, and the host of Wicked Housewives on Cape Cod TV Show. Together, we will explore cutting-edge insights and philosophies in health, wealth, and relationships. Cat's guests will be ordinary people with extraordinary stories. Now, here is your host, Kathleen O'Keefe Cannabis. Welcome to the show tonight, everyone. We have two fabulous guests for you tonight. We have Meredith, a.k.a. Mary, and Burl Hall, and they're on a mission. Um, And their mission is connecting listeners to visionaries of a more resilient, equitable, and earth-friendly future. Mary and Bert say, together we can move toward the abundant future we envision for our prosperity unto the seventh generation. Their purpose is to support and promote your vision, mission, and passion. They're both authors and radio show hosts on Blog Talk Radio. Their show is Envision This, and it's on from 7 to 8 p.m., on www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash envision dash this. So welcome to the show, Mary and Burl Hall. Thank you, Kathleen. It's it's great to be with you. No, thank you. So um, what, you know, I forgot to put the day that your radio show is on. Uh, what day is it that you're on? You're on Tuesdays, right? We're ordinarily on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. But um, at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Mm-hmm. But um, sometimes we're on Tuesdays or Thursdays. It, it really depends on the guest and uh, whether we we double up and have more than one show in a week or not. Oh, so you're very flexible. I love that, yeah. <laughs> among other things about you. So, Mary, you're also known as as Grand Mary Hall. I just love that. Tell us about that name, Grand Mary Hall. Ah, uh-huh. well, um, my my first grandson, uh, who is now 91, um, started calling me Grand Mary. Um, I think probably that's what I asked his his parents to um, to to have him call me. Um, I don't know. Somewhere in a book, I had read somebody whose grandmother's name was Mary M A R Y instead of mine M E R R Y, and um, she was called Grand Mary in the in the book, and it just caught my attention, and um, I thought, oh, what a wonderful name. <laughs> it I really is. Enjoy Burl, having it. Yeah, Burl, does she fit the name Grand Mary Hall? Oh, absolutely. Yes, yeah, she's she's grand and she's very merry. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I love that. She fits me happy. So, so Meredith, during your seventy years of life, you have been a teacher, a mother, grandmother, author, editor, caregiver, and end of life 
mentor, along with being the radio show co-host of Envision This. Tell us about the end-of-life mentor. What What is that? Okay. Well, it started... Um, it started when Girl's mom came to live with us for essentially in-home hospice, um, and she was with us for what we had been told was like was only going to be about three months. But I think we gave her such a good home and such a joyful life that she was with us for almost all of two years. Oh, um, lovely. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so during that time, um, I learned to become a, a caregiver. And also, because she was so fearful about um, death, um, somebody who was able to help her with with seeing the beauty of all that her life had been and the appropriateness of it drawing to an end and and um and coming to to some kind of of terms with with that mm. so mm. um so i put on my website about being an end of of life uh mentor and actually have had very little um movement in that area it's okay because um, I'm also mentoring Burl through the um, early stages of, of Alzheimer's and, and keeping him well in touch with the world and with um, love. Mm-hmm. You know, Earl, uh, Earl we, were, we were talking about this on... When we, when I was on your radio show, we just kind of touched on it a little bit. But, you, Burl, you've got a very interesting story in that you kept going back to your doctors and saying, I know I've got early-stage Alzheimer's, and they kept telling you, no, you couldn't possibly because if you did, you wouldn't know it. Can you tell us a little bit about that journey uh, our listeners would probably yeah. find that extremely interesting. Yeah, it was. Well, I, the the way that I came to be really aware of it was I, I was a counselor. I did in home stuff with basically kids that kids and their family. Uh, the kids were basically at risk for being taken out of the home, generally by probation, mental health, whatever. Um, and you know i as much as i am very good with um finding my way around even in strange places i would get lost and then i would forget uh clients names and that sort of thing and you know i kept telling my supervisor uh look something right here i don't know what's going on with my memory she goes well go go see the doctor and uh so anyway, I did, and you know, he told me, "Oh, you, you can't have Alzheimer's for one thing." And you know, I, I said, "Well, you know, I didn't say it was Alzheimer's. I said, you know, I don't have a memory." And uh, he says, "Well, you know, if you didn't, you wouldn't be saying this." I mean, look, mm. it's getting me in trouble with work. And then 
you know, I wound up having my supervisor call the guy. Uh, you know, I gave her a, a release of information and that sort of thing. And so, you know, they talked and, you know, I, he then ordered the tests and, um, and then I, I, you know, they you did the brain scan or whatever. And sure enough, um, I definitely had the disease or have the disease. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, you know, so far it's, it's, progressing slowly though it is it is progressing and how long ago is this what about three years mary um i'm saying thinking more like two and a half but uh yeah it could be be three um what's interesting about it is that it gave him the opportunity to follow his passion to to write and get his book published and it also as his um oh, conditioned brain kind mm-hmm. of loses track of things like time and dates and places and um that kind of thing his mind itself has been opening up deeply to um to the universal mind. Hmm. That's that's interesting. So although he's he's uh forgetting days and dates, his mind is actually opening uh to uh the universal mind. So in a way when we talk about the, the you know, going to to learn to really meditate deeply where you're only in the now, uh in, in a way, Burl's done that. <laughs> well, <laughs> one of the blessings of the disease, I think, is that it keeps you in the here and now for sure. Uh, you well, know, you I never to... really thought of that before, but now that you mention it and put it like that, it, I think it's pretty profound. How do you <laughs> feel about that, Burl? No, it's absolutely right. And in, in my opinion, the only there is no time. Everything is timeless. Everything is is here now. And even if we're projecting into the future, for example, we're doing that here now. So to really think about past and future, you're actually talking about what what amounts to an, an illusion. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, uh, you know, because you're you're always in in the now. Um, mm-hmm. And there, so you when, know, there when, is. Well, when you're living in the now, now. Does it almost feel like you're living in a dream? You know how when you're in your dream, you're only living in the now, and you kind of get lost in the dream, and then you're you're you are suddenly into another portion of the dream, but you don't remember the past dream, and you don't project into the future. Does it feel kind of a little bit like that? Yeah, it does. And then uh, you know, as as you're saying, as you word it that way. Um, you know, it's interesting because Mary, you, Mary will say something like you said, such and such. I, I did. <laughs> I have no no recollection of it. So you know, it is very much like a dream that I you know, that, that I haven't um, uh, remembered or whatever. You know how you wake up with a dream and you, then you're you forget living what a waking it dream. How that's, right. that's kind of beautiful. You're living the waking dream. So tell us a little bit about your book, and and let's tell our audience. Uh, the name of your book is Sophia's Web, A Passionate Call 
to heal our wounded nature. And you say that Sophia's Web encourages you, our listeners, to discover how you can co-create individual, planetary, and universal health. Can you can you explain how how we can do that through Sophia's Web? Well, it's for for a very small book, which I don't think it goes over 180 pages, if I'm not mistaken. Um, it, it it basically unites everything. And in terms of what it does for the individual, first of all, it pronounces all religions one with science. Uh, so it takes a look at the, at the various religions throughout the world. Uh, Hindu, Christian, uh, Judaism, um, pagan, and so on, and takes a look at like creation stories, and then ties that into what physicist David Bohm referred to as the unmanifest implicate order. I mean, calling calling that Maria is is a much prettier name than the unmanifest, but um, mm-hmm. but basically. That's that's a place in mind that uh, you know, when when they talk about the virgin birth, you're you're mm-hmm. beyond conditioning, <clears throat> you're deconditioned, uh, to put it in Buddhist terms, and it's at that point that you become infinitely creative, and then then you give birth to the Buddha, the Christ, or you know whatever whatever name you want to put it, um, put to it, um, and. That story, and I hope I'm not getting off target here, but no, no, story, I love it. It's it's yeah. perfect. So, yeah, so Mary, were how were you helpful in in writing this book? Were you were you actively writing it, or or were you the support system behind it? <laughs> yes, to, yes, in a way to both. He already had a manuscript when I first met him, and um, he was moderating an online discussion group called Sophia's Web, uh, that I became interested in and joined because I was becoming interested in Sophia and the, the divine feminine and the feminine face of of God as, as she hasn't been honored in our culture. And um, we became very good friends through the, the group, and so in a way, Sophia brought us together. It interests me that you mentioned about his his experience now being kind of dreamlike, because mm-hmm. it's through dreams in the book that he brings um, himself and his experience into into contact with Sophia into. Um, it's, that's the way he experienced her um, as a child. Hello, and welcome to the Kathleen oh. O'Keefe. Goodness, you know, sometimes every once in a while that happens when we have a surge and we have a storm moving in. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh-huh. So you bring, he said, he brings himself into? Um, in, um, well, he... He became aware of of Sophia as a very young child, and she was a um, in in a way what gets written off as an imaginary friend in his in his um, childhood. But then yeah, it was at five he, years old. Yeah. Oh, you were five then, years old. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then he reencounters her as an adult in in dreams, and it's through showing the the relationship 
between our dreaming mind and our waking mind that he um, he explores Sophia in in the book. That's amazing. Right. So he, you're using, uh, Burl, you're using your dreaming mind mm-hmm. to explore the waking um, life. You, you, so you're using your dreaming mind in your waking life to explore yes. uh the 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 uh the the teachings of Sophia which mm-hmm. is uh the, the the feminine face of God. Is is that right? Mm-hmm. That's, oh, that's amazing. Yeah, I that's that. right. And it also it also led me into I, I got a hold of uh well I, you know, I'm I'm a retired counselor so I you know, read a lot of uh, psychiatric books and that sort of thing. So I got a hold of Carl Jung, who got into the collective, I call it consciousness. He called it an unconscious. Um, I call it consciousness because I think it's more conscious than what our our conscious minds are. Um, But anyway, his, his work started making me think, well, gee, you know, in relationship to the dream, He's actually tying that into a lot of the uh, spiritual writings. And from there, there was a mythologist by the name of Joseph Campbell who was very much attuned to uh, Campbell's work. And when I started reading his stuff and reading about how he was looking at at mythologies, I mean, oh, my God, this is my dreams. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, Campbell also talked uh, a lot about the goddess and that sort of thing. So it really brought it to a forefront. And it's like these dreams were mimicking the the stories. I mean, throughout the world, I'm I'm talking about from Native American to Hindu to Buddhist to to, uh, pagan to uh, Christian and so on. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it just hold it all together and so my my focus in in Sophia's web was is to bring forth the unity behind the diversity of religions but also science and and philosophy and that sort and it shows you know kind of that holographic pattern which also fits into the ancient goddess in terms of of weaving webs um mm. I love and, that weaving webs. You know, hold yeah. on to that thought because we have to go to a quick commercial break. But when we come back, let's talk about religion, science, and weaving webs. So don't go anywhere. We're going to be okay. right back. Hey, Jenna, have you seen the TV show Wicked Housewives on Cape Cod on Channel 99? OMG, I love that show. It's with Kathleen O'Keefe Cannabis. She's an international best-selling author and Lori Boyle, the CEO of Lori Boyle Media. Right. They're hosting a personal development seminar, Retreat for the Soul. It's about your dreams, meditation, healing, and the subconscious mind. Ooh. It sounds fun. And rejuvenating. Let's go. Where do we sign up? Their website, wickedhousewivesoncapecod.com. Did you know that you can use your own radio show to promote your business and become a celebrity in your area or industry? Do you have a great idea for a radio show or a passion that you would like to share with other like-minded people? The Wicked Housewives on Cape Cod Radio and TV hosts 
Kathleen O'Keefe Cannabis, and Lori Boyle will show you how. Go to Wicked House Lives on CapeCod.com. Do you have a great story to tell or do you want to write your memoir? Best-selling author Kathleen O'Keefe Cannabis and Lori Boyle, CEO of Lori Boyle Media, are the hosts of the Wicked House Lives on Cape Cod TV and radio shows. Join their Writer's Workshop Intensive to get writing and get published. Go to Wicked House Lives on CapeCod.com. So welcome back, everyone. We've got Mary and Burl Hall with us, and they're talking right now about science, religion, and weaving webs. So, uh, and the thing that is so amazing, Mary, and and uh, what what is just kind of blowing my mind, Burl, is how you're aware that you have the Alzheimer's, and in a way, you are living a waking dream while you're in in this in this state of Alzheimer's because there is no past and there is no future. There's only the now. And yet, while in this state, you're writing this incredible book about mm-hmm. science, religion, and weaving dreaming webs. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's yeah, that's just you know. Do you understand how profound that is? Yeah, I. I mean, I I thought that you know at the time, of course, when I when I was having the dreams, I was, you know, not diagnosed with with anything. You know, it's it's just been within the past couple of years. But but yes, it is it is profound, and you know, I do agree with Mary regarding um, it's it's the the Alzheimer's is is a physically it's a it's a letting go of the conditioned mind. Um, which has always been kind of, you know, it's kind of one of those things where, you know, be careful what you wish for, you might get it. (laughs) It's kind of like, you know, I I got what I was wishing for, you know, and that's basically a deconditioned mind. (laughs) And uh, in in doing that, you're you're right, it it puts you into the eternal now, uh, but it also gets you past past the conditioning of, of Western culture. And, uh, you know, I, I look around and, you know, I write for, um, uh, I, I call it an online newspaper um, called Op-Ed News, and I write a lot on spirituality on that. And, uh, you know, I drive, you know, especially some of the intellectuals crazy because I basically get into, you know, time and space or really the illusion <laughs> You know that kind of thing, and you know I get some people pretty riled up. But hey, <laughs> I'm having a too. <laughs> do you get them settled down again, Mary, or or do you just sit <laughs> back and watch it all happen? <laughs> I well, that sort of thing. I tend to sit back and let it all happen. I do some some editing for him um, because the the p's and q's and commas and and grammar of of uh, our language are, are slipping for him and never were greatly under his control. Yeah, but, I was just um, but he, um, but I've been so inspired by his his dreams and by the synchronicities um, of his dreams and our experiences, like the synchronicity of of, um, Sophia bringing us together um, through the Internet, or like um, the picture that's on the cover of the book. Burl, tell how that aligns with the dream that you have in the book. 
Oh, it's just—it's almost just like the dream in the in the cover art. Uh, Pamela Matthews did did did, did the work. Um, it has an image of a goddess, and you know I call her Sophia. But the color of hair and all that was very much the same as what I saw as a child. Um, and she's holding in her arms the earth, and she herself. You know, you don't see a full woman's body, but it's it's more like egg shaped, which mm-hmm. implies to me is 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 um, the universe and potential. And you know, I I just fell in love with that. But it, it also mirrors my dream where I was. Um, God, this would have been in the early nineties. Um, and anyway, I was taken above the earth by Sophia. And, it, you know, this was the first dream, you know, after I, you know, I had the visions back in five, uh, at five years old, which would have been back in the late 50s. Um, and, you know, here was the 90s, and, <laughs> and here I am with, with this childhood friend of mine flying off into space. But <laughs> we, we went above the earth, and she reached out her arms to embrace the planet, and I did the same, and then I felt this deep love come up on me. Um, very, very powerful dream. And then, of course, when I saw the Pamela Matthews piece of uh, piece of art, I mean, oh, my God, that's my dream. Um, mm. What a beautiful, beautiful dream. I can't believe yeah. it, we're, but we're down to, like, the last four minutes of our show. Can you believe how quickly this went? Um, can, Mary, can you share with uh, our audience how they can find out about you, more about you and Burl and how they can uh, get your book and read, read Burl's blogs because they're amazing. And Burl, I would invite you to guest blog with me. I'll give you one of my blogs. You give me one of yours, and we'll put them on Wonderful. each other's sites. Wonderful. Yes. Thank you. You're being so generous. Um our website is www.envisionthismedia.com. The Envision This Radio Show came first, and as we came around to publishing the book, um, it became Envision This Media. And um, we have other books in the works that... Um, that each of us wants to do. The book is for sale at our site, www.envisionthismedia.com, or if people don't remember that, it's also at um, Amazon. And, okay. Uh, and tell us the name of the book again. Give us the whole name again, slowly. Sophia's Web, A Passionate Call to Heal Our Wounded Nature. Uh, it shows how everything in our, in our lives, um, our personal lives, our professional lives, our economic lives, our uh, spiritual lives, uh, our philosophical lives, are woven together with mm-hmm. all things into one beautiful web of life and love and light. And... Um, our radio show, which can be heard at www.blogtalkradio.com slash 
and vision hyphen this invites each session a different visionary with a different vision of how we can create a more resilient, equitable, and earth-friendly future to share their vision and their passion and their mission with um, with our listeners. And uh, you certainly shared a beautiful one uh, with us the other night when, when you were our featured guest, Kat. So thank oh, you. Thank you. Well, Mary and Beryl, I have to tell you, you guys are wonderful, and the world is is so blessed to have you in it, so that you can you can spread um, your vision and your mission and all of your wisdom with with everybody who's listening. And Beryl, you're just an absolutely amazing person, and so I am going to be blogging this show and posting it on my Pathios uh, blog site, which you can reach from my website, which is uh, the Kathleen O'Keefe Cannabis website, or access your inner guide. So I want to thank both Mary and Burl Hall for being our guests tonight, and uh, we hope to have you guys back on the show again soon so that you can tell us about your other books that you're writing. So until next time, thanks, guys, and we'll talk again soon. Good night, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the Kathleen O'Keefe Cannabis Show. If you would like to comment or have an idea for the show or have a question for Kat or one of her guests, please visit her on Facebook at Kathleen O'Keefe Cannabis. This show and previous shows are archived on Blog Talk Radio, accessible from survivingcancerland.com and accessyourinnerguide.com. Join us again next Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Until then, have a great week.